go for it. Hello, my chickens. How are you? It has been a strange couple of weeks. This recording was taken with a great friend of mine, Samantha Goodwin, as she decided over the last two years to follow some dreams and become just a little bit brave. So open your ear holes, sit down, relax, and get ready to listen to how she became just a little bit brave. You're listening to A Little Bit Brave with your host, me, Margaret Murray. Hey! Life coach extraordinaire, content creator, and standard millennial with stories ready to inspire, engage, and enthrall you. So keep listening! So, yes, this is my friend Sam, and she's really brave in my eyes for a number of reasons. And so, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm good, thank you. Great. Um, So, it's strange times that we're living in. Yes, very strange, isn't it? I never thought I'd be trying to juggle work at home with a toddler, which is quite a challenge, but we're somehow making it work, aren't we? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Working from home, not going out, not really seeing people. Um, so we've known each other for quite a long time. But for people at home, people who don't know you, uh, tell me something about yourself. Hi, my name's Sam, as you know. Um, I've been married for about five years now. Um, I've got a nearly two-year-old called Jack. Um, in my day job, um, I work as a marketing manager for a national charity. Um, we support people with learning disabilities and autism. Sam, you've done something really brave in the last two years, and I think it's really brave um, to invite you on to talk a little bit about it. Do you want to talk to me about what is I think an astounding achievement. You've written a book. I have. I'm very excited. <laughs> and so, so what... I... sorry, go on. No, no, no. How did that start? So, writing a book is something I've always wanted to do since I was about three years old. Um, and somewhere along the line, when I was younger, I just kind of stopped writing. And I think because I came to conscious of what other people thought, and I knew that I couldn't please everybody. So at some point, I just kind of stopped trying. But it's something that my husband has always said, I think you've got a book in you, I think you should really like go back to that dream. So literally, two years ago, I thought, why not? Um, Let's give it a shot. So started writing again and I've just released my first um crime mystery novel which is called Murder at Macbeth. Wow so obviously we're friends so I did know that (laughs) Uh, um, but just to kind of give people an idea um how did you decide now was the time to start? Um I think it was just a culmination of quite a few things. So it's something my husband's been talking about ever since we got married. Um, 
he's a graphic designer so he actually designed my book cover which was really cool um so he's very into artistic endeavors and I just felt really inspired by that in terms of like creating something for other people to enjoy and it ended up being the last conversation I had with my dad um before he died very suddenly and he kind of said to me that it was something that he'd always wanted to do as well he'd always wanted to write a book so it felt like a really fitting tribute to him to kind of like continue that dream and have something tangible at the end of it um, kind of to honor him really so it became very a very helpful process um whilst I was going through grieving to pour my energy into something positive Sam uh, one thing that was really inspiring is that for the majority of the time that you were writing and editing the book you were pregnant tell me a little bit about that I was. I like to make it difficult for myself. <laughs> um, so I started, it took me about a year to write it. And as you say, for about nine months of that year, um, I was pregnant. So obviously really tired. Um, I kind of had to redefine how I thought I had time because I think in the past I've always said, can't possibly write a book because I don't have time because I figured if you were to write a book you just have to be a full-time author nine to five just be able to write constantly whereas I had a full-time job so obviously pregnant on top of that it was very challenging um but I kind of discovered I could write in little pockets of time so at lunchtime I have like an hour so I used to <laughs> I used to go and like either sit in my car or in the park like with my book and I kind of hand wrote it all as well typical kind of like JK Rowling style um and then wrote it all up afterwards so it kind of took twice as long but I just found it so much easier to write that way um and yeah I was kind of amazed at how quickly it came together um just by doing like pockets of time rather than I never really had the luxury of a full day on it it was more like right you've got an hour go um so I just kind of got really efficient at writing like that I had um a page outline so I kind of knew where I was up to in storyline um and could kind of keep dipping back and refining it as I went. Um, so that was the writing process. The editing process was definitely hardest because my um, the kind of my due date was kind of the deadline for finishing writing the book, which was great. It kind of gave me a very definitive deadline to go for. Luckily, my child was late by about two weeks, so that was really helpful. Um, but then the editing, I kind of didn't do anything for about four months and then started to try and edit, literally holding a four-month-old um, who just decided that he only wanted to sleep on me. So I was kind of like holding the sleeping baby in one arm and kind of editing um, my book in the other one. So it was definitely difficult, but kind of gave me something to focus on during maternity leave. So that was good. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like you had lots of fun. So yeah. tell me what yeah tell me what was the hardest bit of that I think the hardest bit was kind of never having the time to get properly stuck into it um just because of the situation like I didn't really have the luxury of you know when people go on writing retreats and they have like a whole weekend to like thrash out ideas and stuff I just never really had that experience um but I think whilst that was the hardest, I also think that was a massive positive for me because it made me realise that it doesn't need to be perfect. Um, like your situation, like you can still make the most of whatever you've got and actually you can make it work. 
So I found that really helpful. And so for anyone who is interested in writing a book or taking that first step, what would you say to them? So one really bit of helpful advice that I was given by another author was to write every day, which sounds impossible because you're like, how can I? Because I have a full-time job. I do stuff at the weekends. Like, How can I possibly write every day? But I found that so useful. And even if it was only for 10 minutes, you could just pick it up and just do something or like refine a bit that you've already written and, or just write like a really short scene. Um, and I found that really useful because it helped progress the story forward and make it stalled. So I would say definitely write every day. And I'd also say, don't worry about it being perfect first time. Like honestly, everyone's first drafts are pretty, pretty shocking, but it's kind of just there as a frame. Like one of my favorite quotes is um, a person called Shannon Hale. And she said, when I'm writing the first draft, I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm shoveling sand so I can build sandcastles afterwards. And I just love that analogy because it doesn't really matter that the prose isn't perfect when you write it down for the first time. It's more you're coming up with the story and you can go back and refine it as many times as you like afterwards. It's just grasping that initial kernel of the story, which is really important. Awesome. Later, And I just find that a really inspiring quote. I find it really helpful. And so when it comes to like different authors that inspired you, who who comes to mind? One of the authors who inspired me the most um, was Paula Hawkins, um, who wrote The Girl on the Train and Into the Water. I really loved her style of how she wrote. Um, it's something that influenced my novel, um, which is written from different perspectives. And um, it's kind of a mystery, so you kind of get to know all the different characters and slowly the whole story comes together. And I really loved that that was kind of how she wrote in her books. They, like, stylistic-wise, it would definitely be her who influenced me the most. In terms of personal life, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. So I also love um, J.K. Rowling, not just because of what she created, which is amazing, but the fact that she did it while she was a single parent looking after a baby like I can't even imagine how difficult that was so I found that really inspiring that you can even if you're in a challenging situation um, like my my own situation was a lot easier than that because obviously um, my husband was around and he could like help me out but I just found I find her just amazing massive JK Rowling fan great so if someone was to <sighs> forget what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> oh the joys um so just to give a little bit of a brief overview tell me a little bit about your favorite part of your book and how the storyline came to be so in a nutshell um it's a murder mystery it's called murder at Macbeth and it centers around a talented young actress who basically stabs herself live on stage when a prop knife is swapped with a real knife. Um, and it came about because I actually read a news article about a West End actor who actually did get stabbed on stage from a very similar circumstance. Um, I th- don't think there was foul play involved. I think it was just a mistake of uh, swapping of the props. But it just really made me think, 
wow what if that was intentional um what an amazing way not, not amazing but um what a fascinating way to try and kill someone and think that you can get away with it so I found that really interesting and I love the idea of all the suspects being actors because they can so easily manipulate the truth and you, you don't really know if what they're saying is correct or not interesting mm. interesting and if you do you have a favorite character in your book so my favorite character is one of the detectives um nadia yes i just I, <laughs> do you know what i do <laughs> So I just love her. Um she's really tenacious, really strong willed. Um she's a Muslim um character, which is not important in the story. She's just a really great character. And I think that's really important to just have really strong female characters. And the the other detective Robson, he's a bit of a loose cannon and she kind of has to keep him in check. And it's just great to see like really strong, confident women in books. Um, I don't think we get many of them actually in the crime genre. It's often led by males and it's just really great to see women kind of step up and take the lead. That's true. That's true. It, yeah. I remember actually when I first came to the book and I think, I think in one scene she's, she's running. That's, that's not giving anything away by the way that she's running in one scene and or she's she's not running is she running or she's talking about she's been for a run and Robin's really really like um like he's really affronted by this that she's been for a run and I was like it's really weird and really cool and really strange but I thought it was really it was a really powerful scene um and it's just a girl running but I feel like it was just written really well and really differently um, than I'd ever seen before so yeah but not to give anything away but it was a really um powerful thing I think it was more of a I am a strong woman and I can do what I like type definitely. of thing yeah um, definitely it, it really um inspired yeah it was really inspiring and enthralling that way which um you don't often see um specifically in the in the genre yeah okay cool it is um, interesting, actually. um it, yeah it's interesting a lot of the feedback i've had from readers is that they really loved the detectives which is really interesting because that's how i intended it to come across i wanted the detectives to be really interesting characters in their own right rather than just being there to solve the crime and i think the dynamic between them they're kind of chalk and cheese but it just it just works and I think that relationship is really important. Yeah. It brings yeah. me extra to the story. Yeah. And did you base those characters on anyone that you knew or did you base them on people that you've heard of? Not or did it completely come from your imagination? Not, not a specific person. Um, I went to um, a writing workshop at... Um, the what's it called the Harrogate International Crime Writing Festival it's like a really renowned um crime festival and it's had lots of um crime authors doing different workshops um and I did a creative workshop one and an author called Leslie oh what's she called Leslie Thompson she told me 
one of the best things to do to make characters realistic is to kind of give them all a positive trait and a negative trait and see what you can take from your own personality and other people's personalities and kind of embed them into the characters. So I think with the detectives and indeed all the other characters, they a lot of them have traits from people that I know that I've kind of taken some of the best bits of people and some of the worst bits and kind of use them to create really interesting characters. Um, that was my tactic. Oh. Everyone, yes. who know, everyone who knows me will know the bit where there's a one of the characters called Violet. She's late to everything. And that is totally based on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that at all, to be perfectly honest. I personally didn't, and I've known you for, what, seven, eight years? <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think. I think I think the re- the rest of her character um definitely I didn't see it I didn't see the rest of her character in you so I exactly. that's why it's a really an interesting technique actually because you can take different aspects of people and there's a lot of myself in each character um even if it's just something really tiny like there's a character in there called Peter who's not particularly nice um but I made him not like crowds because I don't like crowds and actually it makes you kind of quite empathetic with the character Mm. because there's something in there that you recognize and actually it humanizes them quite a lot so even if someone's not a very nice character they've still got something about them that makes them real yeah it's that authenticity isn't it absolutely yeah and that vulnerability with your audience yeah and I think that's what's really gripping about when crime mysteries are done well because I think you should really care about the characters and I, the crime genre annoys me sometimes because I think sometimes it's so based on the evidence as CSI would say it's all about the evidence and it is but actually what I find more interesting is why people do stuff and what could drive someone to murder and I had a lot of fun going through all the characters and thinking okay so what would be their trigger point because everyone's got a trigger point there's always mm-hmm. something that can push you over the edge and it was really interesting for me to try and work out what those different things were for the d- different people to kind of keep people guessing interesting yeah yeah cool um so if someone was finding it difficult to, to step out of themselves to be brave to try something new what would you say to them I'd say go for it because you've got nothing to lose and I always think the only failure that you're ever going to have is not trying and even if you try something and it's not as successful as you first think you can learn from that and I think that's just a really important life lesson I think stepping out of your comfort zone is something that is naturally uncomfortable but actually you can gain so much from it so I'd just say go for it be inspired awesome awesome well thank you Sam um and if you could tell everybody where your book is available sure so it's called Murder at Macbeth by Samantha Goodwin and it's available on Amazon there's a paperback version and it's Kindle version as well and if you have Kindle Unlimited you can read it for free very exciting awesome awesome so yeah so that's murder at macbeth available now on amazon 
Uh, thanks, Sam. Um, that was great. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, that's great. Hey, everybody. Thank you to my good friend, Samantha Goodwin, for that awesome interview. And I just wanted to reiterate her three awesome things that helped her be brave. They are, number one, write every day. If that's what you want to be, you want to be a writer, do it every day. Do it every day. Number two, it doesn't have to be perfect. Your first attempt at anything will not be amazing. Normally. (laughs) I say normally, it's very unusual. And number three, do it. Try it. You do not know what may happen if you put yourself out there and try something new. Sam had never written a novel before. And she's done it. It's published. It's online. You can buy it. So whatever your dream is, go for it. Try something new today. If you're interested in Sam's book, uh, the book is Murder at Macbeth by Samantha Goodwin. It's available on Amazon um, and you can get it right now. So look out for that. Um, I'm very excited about next the next episode and look forward to you listening to it. Just remember, if no one else tells you today, you are loved, you are special, you have a purpose, you are going to do amazing things. So go do them. Let's have an amazing week and let's get going. Let's go. Let's go.